Welcome to It's All Political, the San Francisco Chronicle's political podcast. I'm Joe Garofoli, the Chronicle's senior political writer, and today in the podcast, we're talking about the future of Republicans in California, and we're talking with Catherine Baker. Catherine Baker spent two terms in the Assembly here in the East Bay, and she was a different kind of Republican. She's pro-choice. She supports same-sex marriage. She supports a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants. The NRA hates her. But she lost by two points this year. If Catherine Baker can't get elected in California, can any Republican? Next, we're talking the future of Republican Party in California with Catherine Baker on It's All Political. Catherine Baker, welcome to It's All Political. Hi, Joe. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are here in your law office now here in Pleasanton. Welcome to the Tri-Valley. Yes, a lot of parking (laughs) outside. A lot of parking. Uh, And we're chased by the fog here, as you mentioned when we came in. We have our San Francisco fog in the Tri-Valley today, that's for sure. (laughs) Thanks for coming out. Absolutely. So it's been three months since the election, almost three months. Well, it feels like two weeks ago to me. Yeah, really? I think to most folks, it probably feels like three months ago. But if you're you're in this world, um, it still feels like a pretty recent experience. But yeah, three months. So where are you at? Where are you feeling at this point? You've settled back into your law practice. I've gotten more sleep. I've reacquainted with my family, um, which has been wonderful actually and my I don't know how my teenage kids feel about it but yeah it's uh it's good you know we have the holidays just to reconnect again and uh, getting started on a new year so so if you look back at this right now at the election it was very very close yeah um do you why do you think you lost the election yeah so um and you do think about that I will tell you losing is just as unpleasant as you could possibly imagine Mm -hmm. but um I would say and and first of all you really have to think voters have different reasons for voting for someone or voting against them and voting for someone else. So mm-hmm. it's almost disrespectful to say, well, here's why I lost, because there's going to be plenty of folks who had a different reason. Right. So I, I will answer it this way. I can tell you what we heard on the ground um, in, in our race. And remember, this is a plus 14 Democratic district. When, when I was first elected in 2014. Explain that, what that means. Okay, that too. means um, Democratic registration advantage over Republicans is 14 points. So it's about 40% Democrat, about 26% Republican about 30% independent, uh, no, no, no party otherwise. Right. And so and t- people typically vote the way they're registered. They do, especially party registration is the greatest indicator of how someone's going to vote mm-hmm. uh, in a partisan race, mm-hmm. at which this is, meaning I've got an R after my name on the ballot and the yep. other person in this case had a D. And so all I can tell you is what feedback we heard on the ground all throughout the election cycle, but particularly from the primary on. And it was two parts. Uh, one is pretty classic, what you'll hear in a campaign, which is, oh, Catherine, I heard this about you. I heard from this mail I've received or this ad, you're anti-gun, you're, you're anti-women's rights and equality, you're anti-environment. I can't support that. And that's pretty classic. I mean, campaigns will throw out you know, claims. You don't, I don't yeah. really whine about that because that's, that's just what you sign up for. Mm-hmm. In this case, the allegations against me were particularly egregious, and most editorial boards wrote about them. But that, there was a segment of the population who said, well, I heard this, and I don't like that. Because you are pro-choice, you are uh, pro-choice, pro-marriage equality, pro-marriage pro-environment, yeah. pro-immigration, um, and then there's definitely softer on guns than the, than the party line. Yeah, as my uh, F from the NRA will will show. Yes. But um, so that was that was a good part of what we heard. I would say 90% of the feedback we received is, I can't vote for you because you're Republican. And I got that feedback from people who would say, and there, a variety of different versions of that. One was. I know exactly who you are. I like the job you're doing. 
I like the work you do, the record, you vote the way I want, but I feel like if I vote for you and you're still Republican, I'm voting for Donald Trump, I'm voting for the national Republicans, I'm voting for all the things that they don't like and see and hear from national Republican Party, and I can't do it. Um, I had others who would just say, you haven't switched parties, so I can't do it. I've had folks who said, I've always voted for you, but I'm having a hard time, and it was the R after my name. Again, I don't want to belittle that there were folks who voted because they said, you know, I didn't like how you voted on something, or I prefer the other person. But from what we heard on the ground, that was the vast amount of feedback we received. And I would spend a lot of time visiting with voters just to say, well, here's where I'm at, and tell me more. Um, you know, by all rights, having a district that was a plus 14, that's a blue district. It's not even a purple district. Yeah, it used to be very it's, split. It's, and, it used yeah, to be yeah, split. Yeah. used to be a... Um, a purple district, but you'll take a registration like mine and you'll see some of the most powerful Democrats in Sacramento with similar registration. Uh, so by all rights, we should have lost by double digits, but um, that's the feedback we heard, is a real rejection of voting for anyone who's Republican, even if you have very high favorables and high name ID. And there's a message for that in the Republican Party. And what, what is that message? That message is you better listen. Um, if, if you have, I, I had, and by all polling and feedback, um, I had bipartisan endorsements on every city council and school board and county board. Um, I had the favorables that were in the mid to high 60s. Name ID was in the high 80s, sometimes 90%. I mean, that's Jerry Brown's name ID mm -hmm. in this district, uh, leading all the way up to Election Day. And yet folks, as soon as they saw what the party registration was, it would drop off. That message to Republicans is your brand mm. is toxic in this state. And um, it's why the party has a very faint pulse right now. <laughs> so we, just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen a, a member of uh, the Assembly, yeah. Republican member of the Assembly. Yeah, Brian Mainchain. Yes. Mm -hmm. switched I sat from, right behind him on the uh, Assembly floor. Yes, he yeah. switched uh, parties from, this is just, a, <clears throat> as you said, a couple months after the election. Switched last from, week. Yes. Yeah. Switched uh, from the Republican to the Democrats. Did yeah. you, have you ever considered doing that? Yeah. Well, and I, I would get that question all the time. I still do. And I will tell you, every self-respecting Republican who does not, um, who is critical of the president. And you will find no greater <laughs> critic, condemnor of Donald Trump, of any elected Republican in California than me, Catherine Baker, in all of my time in serving. Through my vote, my voice, my presence, um, I was a very open critic. I lost friends and donors and support from it, but also um, felt strongly about it. You will... I have Republicans all across this area who will say, have you thought about it? Because they've thought about it. Every self-respecting Republican who is critical of what's happening in our party, particularly the last two years, has thought about changing parties. For mm -hmm. me, it, it is not the right path. I feel it is so important to not give up on the principles that made me Republican. And they need a voice, not just for those who are still Republican, but for those who share those principles. And um, it's... I guess it was John Kasich who said, you know, if somebody comes and robs your house, you don't help them pack or just sit there and watch. You fight. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's been my belief, is I, no. I very strongly believe in that. I also believe you have a much stronger voice. You know, I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's much easier to switch parties and be critical and, and you know, be in that comfortable space than to be within it and say, wait a minute, this isn't right. This is what we believe. This is better policies that improve the quality of life in California. And uh, these are principles that we have to have. You have a much stronger voice when you're doing it from where you believe. And um, I've always been a different type of Republican. Mm -hmm. I mean, always. Uh, so why are, why are you a Republican? What, when, you, <clears throat> when you had that 
when you've had this period of reflection and people yeah. have questioned it, mm-hmm. what do you go back to? Why are you a Republican? Yeah, so there's reasons of principle and there's just straight up reasons of policy. And you know, the principal reasons are I firmly believe that a restrained, limited government that is restrained and disciplined in its spending and what it tries to do and take from its people, um, one that embraces free market principles and a private economy that devolves decision-making to the most local level possible and sees people as individuals worthy of equality instead of as a group always leads to more prosperous, happier people across the board. And I think that's proven. And those are core Republican principles, whether you go to Lincoln, Reagan, whoever. And there's just policy reasons. I believe in the reform of our education system that the Democratic Party has killed at every opportunity they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in reforming our pension system and getting our fiscal house in order in, in ways that you generally don't see the Democratic Party supportive of. I'm pleased to see the governor, this governor, um, making some strides in that area. Yes. But um, I, I look, Small strides, but there's... I, I look at um, what my Democratic colleagues, whom I really respect, have owned this state for 20 years. We have a quarter of the country's homeless population. Our education system is underserving teachers and kids, and they've done nothing uh, to really structurally change that. And as I say, they've killed every policy that would improve that. Housing. Uh, All of us can talk about the housing crisis, and there's a lot of efforts to throw money at it, but there's been every opportunity to reform the way we build housing and, and what makes it more expensive, more difficult, and the democratic powers have killed that at every opportunity. So there's reasons of principle, you mm-hmm. know, that I, I, I am, and I still believe the Republican Party, maybe not every individual in the party in leadership, but yeah. the Republican Party represents that and still the party most closely aligned with that. And my Democratic uh, uh, colleagues, at least their party, has also um, has many problems itself. Mm-hmm. I think where you find a lot of home for Republicans who are disappointed with where the party's been, particularly the last few years, is in decline to state, not going over to the other side. You know, Brian Mainscheid chose to go to the Democratic right. Party, and that's that's a choice he, he has to make. But um, And you've certainly seen that in this district, where there was a much higher registration of Republicans, again, when I was first elected, mm-hmm. uh, that are now, it's a third party in this district. Yes, anyway. and, and larger than the Republican Party statewide. There's so more people a, who are declined to state yeah. any party affiliation. And that, and that was a long monologue answer, but again, there are... You still got it. You still got that politician. In well, there's <laughs> reasons of principle that <laughs> yeah, are still there. Absolutely. And I will tell you, I'm like so many other Republicans and people who aren't, that the party has strayed far from those principles in the spending right. discipline. Um, you know, again, I've, I've always been a, a pro-choice... Uh, pro-marriage equality, pro-environmental regulation, and pro-immigration Republican. You know, listen to Ronald Reagan's speech in his right. farewell address, Shining City on the Hill. Those, to me, are classic Republican principles that need fighting for and not giving up on them. So you said that 90% of the, the folks who, when you when you asked them what was going on in the... Yeah, the large the, majority. Large majority. Yeah, yeah, sure. Large majority. Mm-hmm. Um, said that it was the R next to your name and uh, you say you're you you were very vocal against the president President yeah. Trump um, do you feel he could have been more vocal against uh, them yeah. yeah I mean is that oh yeah well I imagine every campaign I've gone through that moment too is what could I have done differently yeah. especially when the the vote was so very close you know, had almost 220,000 right. people vote in this election we had over about a 78 percent turnout and to lose by 4,500 votes Jesus. two weeks later wow. or so yeah. is, is difficult. There's no way you can't look back on it and look what you could have done differently. And, and there are things. But and, and could I have been more vocal? You know, I was pretty vocal from day one of mm-hmm. his candidacy um, and then his president-elect time and his presidency. I voted for over two dozen measures calling for his censure, um, 
condemning his policies on immigration and the environment and and partnered with colleagues on both sides of the aisle to really fight back and I think successfully in many areas. So uh, certainly by my actions and my my voice, I, I think I was there. Mm-hmm. There's one fact that remains. You can't out... You, the national climate sucks all the oxygen out of the room for anybody else mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. has a different voice. And I was able to get some coverage, you know, when he pulled out of the Paris Accords. And I went right off the assembly floor on a, a competing news outlet and we said... We won't mention them. <laughs> yeah, of course, I, sli- I almost slipped. Yeah. And, and said, this is, you know, this is not how you make change. You don't walk out of the room. You get it, you roll up your sleeves, you be at the table. Um, that got very little coverage uh, because at the national level, it's just going right. to suck all the oxygen out of the room. And that's that's a difficulty. The California Republicans and Republican leaders who are in elected office are very different than the national. Um, it's our job to make sure that we are present and visible in our communities to show that. And I think that's why I didn't lose by 20 points. Um, but you, you, it's very hard to distinguish in a, in a Californian's mind the difference between a California Republican and what happens at the national level. And um, that's a real test for the party. And if they don't do a better job of it, they're going to th- that pulse that I think is very faint right now is going to stop. Did um, and did you, you didn't vote for the president? In 2016. I did not. Who no, did I wrote for? in Condoleezza Rice. Oh, I did. Okay. I was very public about it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because at that time, you know, I, I was a believer in Ronald Reagan's 11th, uh, 11th commandment commandment. Yes. Thou shalt not speak ill of another Republican. Um, and yet. I, I still don't believe that Donald Trump represents what is good and great and good principles about not only the Republican Party, but many good things about America. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I'm going to get all kinds of feedback from this in yeah. saying that, but I've said it all along. And I did. I lost donors and supporters who would say, gee, Catherine, we, we didn't agree with you on being pro-choice or on marriage equality or this aspect of the environment, but we stood by you as a Republican and now you won't stand by our president. And mm-hmm. I just felt he was too far out of the, of the bounds. Yeah. And so um, I, I suppose a, there's a hypocrisy there, yeah. but one that I, I'm okay with. And you know, when, when I was, my kids are 15, so I have twins. I'm very efficient. I had a boy and a girl all at once. Wow, that was my wife's dream. She won, yeah. She, yeah. Well, thank God wait we until did, 2 a.m. No, 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 in the thank morning. Thank God didn't happen. No, no, we, <laughs> yeah. we spread them out over two years. <laughs> but um, when I was 15, Ronald Reagan was president. I know I've met, already mentioned him a couple of times. Yeah. And that was a president that my kids are, I had imprinted on me, whether you liked him or not. <clears throat> I want my kids to see a leader that is different than what they're seeing in Donald Trump for what's good about our country and our principles. And yeah. I work every day on that. Mm-hmm. And so that does mean I've been openly critical of the president. And um, for some people, they switch parties. It's Brian Mainshine's decision. For me, it is to stand up for those principles. So, if, as you're going through this, and you know, still in, in the, in the um, I don't know, political mourning period, a yeah. couple of months after, do you think, like, if you, someone who is pro-choice, who is for climate change, mm-hmm. who is pro-gun control, if a Republican like you can't win in California, can anyone? Well, it's, there's a lot of lessons in that from this last election. It's how Poisoner did so much better, yes. uh, who ran mm-hmm. as a no-party preference candidate statewide for, I think, for insurance, insurance commissioner. commissioner. yes. And how well he did. He did much better than John Cox in this district. I outperformed Poisoner slightly, but um, I think he got about 47% of a district like this and other parts of the state. And you can see where... Um, Poisoner, a, a, a man who was formerly a Republican, right. ran for governor, uh, also 
largely self-funding his campaign. So he's yeah. a little bit of a, an outlier. Yeah, an outlier. outlier. And um, so there is that message, especially because a district like mine really, maybe not demographically, but by registration, really mirrors the state. Again, 40% Republican, about 26%. I'm sorry, 40% Democrat, about 26% Republican, yeah. and almost 30% everything else. Roughly the math comes together on that. Yeah. Um, that's very similar to the state. And again, with very high name ID, very high favorables in the district, um, if you can't win, there is a message in that for the Republican Party that they need to hear. And really, whether I, I, I think this party is able to survive in California, look, it's 150 years old, the mm -hmm. Republican Party. They've had good leaders. They've had... Um, you know, bad ones, just like the Democratic Party has. But whether they're going to survive is going to depend on how they respond to the last election. If they get the message of Catherine Baker, who outraised her opponent, outspent, um, and had the name ID, had the, you know, uh, broad-based support in the community, can't win in this district, and we were completely washed away everywhere else in the state, what are you going to do? And if the message is, gee, we just need to tinker a little bit, or maybe be more tactically good at things, they're not going to get it, which is you need to you need to reflect the priorities of the people you want to represent, and you need to make sure that that's your priority and grow the party. Um, I, I haven't seen in the response to the election yet, gee, if someone like Catherine Baker can't win, we really fundamentally need to change. Uh, we're going to see what happens. Our party has elections coming up That's in a few weeks. My very next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, there uh, and the person who is the well, I don't. Want, it's hard to say who a front runner is in this. It's such an inside baseball type it's of thing. It's hard to know. But um, certainly one of the more vocal candidates and mm -hmm. one with the best name ID is mm -hmm. Travis Allen. Yeah. Travis Allen, a former assemblyman from Orange County. He ran for governor last year. He uh, hugs the president very tightly, uh, arguably more tightly than John Cox, the Republican. Uh, um, leading Republican for governor did, and Trump actually endorsed Cox. But Travis Allen has tapped into that, you know, the the, the MAGA crowd in California, yeah. the very conservative base in, in there. The other, one of the other people running is um, uh, Steve Frank, mm -hmm. also very conservative, longtime uh, party activist. And the other person is Jessica Milan Patterson. Mm -hmm. Whom I've uh, endorsed. You have endorsed her. I have. Okay. And she is a, she worked for Meg Whitman. She mm -hmm. has been uh, sort of in the McCarthy, more establishment uh, Democrat excuse me, establishment Republican part of the party, uh, Latina. Mm -hmm. um, so are, are you concerned about, you know, two of the three choices there are very conservative mm -hmm. folks. What is your, do you have uh, I am I, I, I am concerned and really watching this election closely because what happens in these elections, I think will determine if there are going to be more people who fit my profile or other legislators who might leave the party. You know, mm -hmm. we can put that conversation aside for a moment. But I, I am concerned. It's not because there's conservative candidates running. I don't think being a conservative is what hurts mm -hmm. Republicans. Uh, it's do you represent the constituents that you serve? You, you want their support. Are you offering solutions that actually make a difference in people's lives? Are you telling people, I don't like you, I don't like your grandmother, I don't like your cousin because they don't share my beliefs and values? Um, I think the absolute wrong path for us to take is the one that I just disagree with Travis Allen on, and that is, gee, if we just need to be more like Trump. Um, Donald Trump is popular in some parts of the state. He's popular in some parts of this country. He's been toxic for California. And, um, and you can look no further than my district to see that. I even heard from Republicans who said, I'm concerned about voting for you because Donald <clears throat> Trump is a Republican. And so it's not that they're conservative candidates. It's if they're offering, we just need to be more like Donald Trump. That is a path to death for the Republican Party.
Um, what you need to do is you need to appeal to all of the folks on the political spectrum, not just those who are at the far right or in whatever you would call the Donald Trump camp. Mm. And you need to appeal to those who are never Trumpers, those who believe in classic Republican principles. That sounds very fuddy-duddy, but they're, they're important. And who want to see California turn around as a state, uh, but they're not hearing it from their own Republican Party. And that, I think, is a bigger concern than are they conservative or not. You know, Jessica Patterson is someone who has great conservative credentials. Mm -hmm. Her career, uh, most recently, has been helping elect Republicans all across the state. I was part of the Trailblazers program. She's mm -hmm. been, um, I don't know if the title is president or otherwise, but this is a program to help elect Republicans in every district you can. And um, she does a good job of that. That included me, and I've never been yeah. considered a establishment by any means, or a particularly conservative Republican in my elected office. So, um, so what does the yeah. party need to do specifically? You know, the, you know, going back to you know, embrace Reagan type ideals and such. But what do they? What do they need? What can they do practically? I mean, do they need to change policies on certain things? Would it if they were to change policies on? Immigration mm -hmm. would that open the door? This is what folks who are in the Grow Elect program, for yeah. example, mm -hmm. which tries to recruit uh, uh, Latino um, Republicans. Yeah, great program. Office, yes, mm -hmm. and it's had success at the local level. Yes, where you until the the point where you have to put a, the R next to your name Correct. that you did, and then yeah. they hit the wall. Mm -hmm. um, what can they do? Is it yeah. practically speaking? So first of all, I don't believe they have to change core principles. You know, some of which I ticked off, mm -hmm. restrained government, a right. respect for individual freedom and, and keeping people in control of their own lives, equality of the individual, free market principles. I don't believe they have to change those. They have to apply them to the priorities that actually matter to people in California. Mm -hmm. We're always going to have debates, just as the Democratic Party does, about its beliefs. They have debates internally. They've yes. got their own split and schisms going on. Mm -hmm. But for 20 years, there's been debates about social policy issues. And I don't believe that's what's hurt the Republican Party. And I'm not telling Republicans go out and change your beliefs on that. But let me give you the best example. Um, climate change and the environment really, really matter to Californians, and rightly so. They really matter to me. Um, there are so many Republicans in the party for years who've said, you know what, we don't need to do anything about this. The environment is not a priority. Or you're all wrong. Science isn't saying we have climate change. Um, basically, no to everything. And you saw that play out in the cap-and-trade mm -hmm. um, civil war that yes. happened in middle of 2017 where we had an opportunity to implement climate change legislation that applied market-oriented solutions through a trading of credits and instead of command and control mandates that were costly, rigid, heavy government control. To me, it was as clear as a bell that Californians care about the environment, I care about the environment, and applying market-oriented solutions to regulation was better, more effective than command and control governance. Um, you would have thought Republicans were anti-environment from the way they responded to mm -hmm. those of us who voted for cap and trade. I thought it was one of the most conservative <clears throat> votes I cast in my four years in the legislature. Mm -hmm. Tax cuts, market-oriented solutions, an alternative to regulation. And the party responded by asking our leader to step down and condemning those of us who voted for it. So here it's a priority for Californians, the environment that Republican Party has only been saying no to, we offer a solution that's consistent with our principles, and the pitchforks come out. That's what the Republican Party needs to do differently. I don't believe they need to change their core beliefs, recognize the priorities of Californians, and offer solutions to those. And um, that's one example of how they weren't able to do that. The um, What do you think of 
Howard Schultz. Um, Before we go to Howard Schultz, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually want to add something. Okay. Immigration. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a real problem for our party if we continue to have people say that it's not good for our country. Immigration has but been... But they always say legal immigration is good. What do you do with the 11 million people in the country? And what that, what that comment really goes to is that just talking about DACA yeah. and Dreamers and just talking about border security and points of entry is empty. You have to do everything. You do need comprehensive immigration reform. And um, I think it is critical to our party's future that they address immigration, both Ill, you know, undocumented illegal immigration, as they would call it, and legal pathways. As Ronald Reagan said, we need to have, if there's going to be walls, you want doors. People can come into our country. You want safe, secure, and open immigration, not um, how to keep people out. And if our party can't come to terms with that, and I mean immediately, we are done in California. Because look at the way the population has been changing. And look at the undeniable good that immigration does for our country. And that's another one that I just think the Republican Party, I'd like to see it more at the national level, obviously, but they really have got to get that message, I think, from this last election. And if they can't, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not looking good. The, the Republicans always say, well, we have to get border security first, then we can talk about those things. So you're saying that's a mistake. Um, you, you can you can walk and chew gum and do, and do like a comprehensive bill. Well, and I think you have to do a comprehensive bill. We we saw back in the 80s when they when they left some things to be decided later. We're dealing with that now, mm-hmm. and um, so you really have to have a comprehensive solution. And and uh, you know I blame both political sides for saying no unless you do this, we do nothing else. <clears throat> and the both of them are doing that. And unfortunately, we are not getting the comprehensive immigration reform that we need. That is what I I think needs to happen. You have to look at all points of entry in securing and controlling and having safe borders. But it's not just you solve that issue. You haven't solved dreamers. You haven't solved who's here already. And going forward, how can we make sure that people who want to come to this country for a better life can be here and contribute and become part of our country? Um, the rhetoric that we hear from too many Republicans, mostly at the national level, about immigration is just so off, and I think contrary to not only my beliefs, the beliefs of a lot of other Republicans, that they're going to have to get that figured out. <clears throat> so let's go back to Schultz yep, real quick, Schultz. because he is, the, uh, he is the story of the moment, and I, I thought you'd have an interesting take on him. Some, yeah. Now, mm-hmm. Schultz says, you know, both parties are, are he's a lifelong Democrat, but he says both parties... I need to come together. I'm the guy who's going to be the independent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm, I, you know, we, we should stop this partisan bickering. Blah 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 blah. Is is he legit, or is is there a path forward for him as someone who's tried to grab that middle, uh, who's tried to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, who who's yeah. tried to run for office, or who's been elected to office yeah. a couple of times, yeah. uh, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a district that's mixed. What would, what do you what's your take on whether him? he's legit and sincere? You know, I I he's just now getting to the national stage yes. where he's going to be out there. Uh, first of all, I, I just, can loan you his book when yeah. I'm done. Well, I just briefly saw an interview of him very early this morning, so we're all getting to know who this person is. Right. But um, I, I can tell you this: what is legit and absolutely an important. Um, principle and message that I'm eager to continue promoting is you've got to work across the aisle. You've got to get out of the partisan bickering. And that is not just bipartisanship for the sake of bipartisanship. It's how you can be independent from those party forces that take you to the extremes and get nothing done. Um, I think I was one of the single most effective members of the legislature in my four years there because I worked across the aisle, didn't give up, and got it done. If you're in the majority and you're just a 
guaranteed party vote. You might be able to deliver some things, but they don't need you. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're always saying no on the other side, they're not going to need you either. And there were issues in this district that had languished for decades. And by working with people on both sides of the aisle and not giving up, we got it done in a short period of time. Um, and I will tell you, one of the best examples of that was the town halls and the collaboration we did with Senator Steve Glazer, Democrat. He was a Democrat. Uh, who Ran Jerry Brown's campaign. That's right. Who overlaps with this area and actually whom I defeated in 2014 in the primary mm -hmm. in order to go on to um, get to serve in the assembly. And we did 16 town halls together uh, over probably about a three-year period, from 800 people to about 150 people. And we'd be at public events together. And I can tell you the, the main message we got out of our collaboration from Democrats and independents and Republicans who'd come up to us, swarm us, and say, I'm just glad you're working together. You don't agree on everything. I don't agree with you or you on absolutely everything, but you're working together, and I just want to see more of that. So if that's the message that Schultz has, I can tell you from a community like this, in a state like this, that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Um, and, and we need more of that, desperately so. Now, whether or not you could win a presidential campaign without a political party is very hard to see. Mm. Even in California, um, what Poisoner did was, um, you know, I hope there's going to be more of that. Because if you're not with a political party, you don't get the financial infrastructure that comes. Right. You know, there's but he didn't have to worry about that because he, he had but that, Bank of Poisoner. Not, not everyone who yeah. could have that path before them and might be great candidates will be able to self-fund. Right. And so um, we'll see what Howard Schultz becomes and if he's legit. But what is absolutely legit and desperately needed is a message of breaking outside of your party lines uh, and, and an independence those are really two different things um, because you're going to get not only more work done, I think the country's desperate for it. Um, I know that the state of California was, and that's why we were able to be so effective in just four years. People who are listening to this about this point are going to say, is Catherine Baker going to run for office again? <laughs> well, I will tell you, I'm taking my time deciding what my next step is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there's been opportunities that are coming my way. I'm looking at all of them. I've ruled nothing out. I will say this, my time in public service is not over. Um, I really firmly, I loved the work getting up every day, you know, first to think about how's my family, what, what I do for them, and then what can I do every day to do something good for this community? Loved it. Um, and I believe firmly in the need for people who are willing to be independent from those major forces that just keep us in the trenches and nowhere else. Mm. I've, and we need more of that. I'm committed to that, and I'm looking to find what's the best way I can be in that form of service. So... Um, my days in public service aren't over. Just I'm going to be considering what my next step is. All right. Catherine Bankers, thank you so much for being on thank It's you, All Joe. Political. Really appreciate it. All right. I'd like to thank you all for listening to today's podcast. I'd like to thank Catherine Baker for giving me her time and in her lovely Pleasanton office. I'd like to thank Libby Coleman for producing today's podcast. And remember, whether you're a Trump-hating Republican or a Trump-loving Republican, it's all political. It's All Political is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is our editor-in-chief. Our music, our theme music that we have is Cattle Call. That's written by Randy Clark and performed by Randy Clark and Crow Song. If you like this show, subscribe, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more great journalism like this, subscribe to the San Francisco Chronicle at sanfranciscochronicle.com slash subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Garofoli.
Thanks.